Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When the Brewers got Lyles, they said, one of the things they said was that they still saw the same quality of stuff down the stretch when he was with you guys. That was why they took a chance on. What did you see from Lyles even when things were kind of going bad for him uh, results-wise on the mound? Well, there was always sequences where you saw good stuff. And then it was pitch execution and placement and, and where, where balls ended up in hitting zones. So um, it'd be no surprise for us to see him go out and pitch effectively today. If he's got his good stuff, he's tough. We've seen it. If he's not locating the fastball, he gets underneath counts. You can push his pitch count up. If the breaking ball's sharp. It's a hard one to hit. If he doesn't land it, you can lay off of it. And when he does land it in the zone, it's shown to be hittable. So you don't know. They're, they've had him. They know who they're getting. They were in a spot where they needed uh, some guys to come in and supplement their, their rotation. So why not take a chance on a guy that they know, that they like, and feel can, can give them some support? What gets you to the point, Clint, with a guy when you look at a Lyles where, you know, okay, maybe it's best if we move on from him? Well, I think the evolution of Agrizol, what we saw from Brault, uh, knowing that Mitch Keller's banging on the door, um, those would be three first thoughts. Um, he's a free agent next year. Um, that's a fourth thought. Um, and how does he fit in or how does he map out? So did he do enough work here to lock down a rotation spot for us next year? I don't think in our minds he did. We gave it a shot. He provided us uh, with some good starts. That'll be up for somebody else to decide. Did he pour everything he had into it? Absolutely. He was a great teammate. Good man to have on the club. Um, so I think that probably factored in. And I can't speak for him, but, I, but I'm sure those were some of the conversations that we had down here about our plans for next year and how our rotation was going to look like. Is, uh, you just mentioned a moment ago, your impressions, teammates had good things to say about him as a teammate. You would agree? Just Yeah. I mean, I think... One of the the best traits a, a man can bring to a club is dependability. His work ethic, I mean, you could you set the clock by it. And his focus and preparation, you set the clock by it. He never made excuses when he didn't do well. Uh, he posted up out there with you all after every start, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Those are all traits that, uh, that are welcomed and appreciated uh, within a clubhouse. Uh, the way he pulled for his other teammates, the way he prepared the other four days when he didn't have the ball to start, all those things come into play. Well, you know, mentioned Agrizar earlier. <clears throat> the home runs are a little bit of an uptick this past couple of outings. What have you noticed with him, or is there anything he kind of needed to clean up over those outings? Fastball location, putting people away with two strikes. Uh, I think it was five homers in the last nine innings. Yeah, that's an uptick. Um, so... One was the first pitch of the game ambushed. The other's an 0-2 count. He didn't get a ball where he wanted to get it of the last game. And there was three in the game in New York. So he's also learning it's a different type of hitter up here that he's facing uh, than AAA. And again, there's no pockets of safety in a lineup uh, here like there can be in AAA where you can get down and maybe exhale or take a breath. Um, that's all part of the, you know, the, the learning curve. Um, and I think 
more often than not, you get sharpened by adversity, you get sharpened by challenges. So how else is he going to learn to grow and learn when he's got to punch back, learn what challenges are in front of him and what changes he may need to make other than going through some of it. And then um, also with Brawl, you get him back on Wednesday scheduled. You mentioned his evolution. What has that been? What's that look like? I believe he's scheduled Tuesday. Tuesday, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, we, I didn't. I watched the video, which is not like watching him live uh, of the the outing. Uh, we're going to trust that he's going to be able to get out there and repeat his delivery and and execute the fastball command and show secondary pitches. I mean, we'll see. You never know. There's nothing given. There's nothing you can you can take and, and say. Okay, here's what I know is going to happen. He's ready. He's healthy. He's strong, and I'm sure the adrenaline will play for him. Uh, he's seen these guys. Uh, he's pitched well against them in the past. How that all plays out. We'll know more tomorrow night. Oh, no, no, I meant before he got injured. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I didn't um, he was, you know, the fastball command was the thing that was really starting to grow, uh, as we saw from earlier in the season, pitching out of the bullpen the first couple starts. Um, the pitch efficiency at times was much better than we had seen in the past. So it's basically throwing strikes where he wants to, executing pitches when he needs to, uh, putting hitters away with two strikes, either with soft contact or swing and miss. I agree. Um, getting some fly balls, beating some people in the barrel uh, with some deception from the left side. So I'm looking forward to getting him back in the rotation and seeing seeing where he is. Do you have any thoughts on what kind of upside Agrizal has? Like he's a guy who's obviously been really effective for you, young guy, doesn't get a lot of swing against. Yeah, I've learned over time that I don't need to be in the front of the line on what, what expectations we've got for him. He's got a handful of major league starts. And obviously nobody had him figured out. We didn't have him figured out as much as we thought we did when we took him off the 40-man. And I didn't hear a whole lot of stories written about him along the way. Uh, and then he started getting getting outs, and all of a sudden now it's, you know, hey, this guy's interesting. Um, we're enamored with swing and miss and velocity. So for those that aren't, he's probably a really interesting guy. Like, how's he getting these outs? It's by pitch execution. Uh, it's by reading swings, reading bats. Uh, having some separation. The one challenge that we've noticed that, that may take place is the separation of all his pitches. You can put it, pretty much put them all in a blanket about 10, 12 miles an hour, which that's close. That can be enough. Sometimes it's, it's not enough um, from a change up to a fastball, from a slider. Um, I love the fact that he hasn't let himself be defined by anything. He's going out and attacking the zone, making pitches, uh, using both sides of the plate, the fastball has some nice finish to it. It's got some nice sink to it. Um, the cutter can play on some left-handers to keep it off the barrel. Um, and then the spin, it plays as well. So who knows where it's going to go? We've had the conversation about not swing and miss with Trevor Williams in the past. And then there's been some games where he's shown up and punched out this year, I think, seven a couple different times. So he's still growing. But Jose Asuna mentioned having a little bit of a change in his approach this season. Just from your eyes, what have you seen? Uh, I mean, maybe on the whole, maybe recently, just w what sort of has stuck out to you about what Jose has been able to do? Well, we talked about a game plan late in the season in the exit interview about what, what he could do um, to increase uh, balls in the air a little bit. Um, his launch angle improved, his exit velocities improved. Some of it's maybe more intentional strength training, and some of it's just, I think, a better approach at the plate. He's swinging at he wants to swing at, he's being steadfast at swinging at pitches he wants to hit. 
it's hard for young players to get up here when they get these at bats because they want to hit. They figure, well, if I hit, I'll stay up here. Well, if you hit strikes, you got a better chance to hit to stay up here. Um, I think he's gone through some of that swing mode. Uh, he's had some success, and then maybe let me add a little bit to it, and I'll have more success. And before you know it, he's not having the success he initially did because of the swing and miss. Um, or a lot of balls on the ground. There was one period of time where we weren't getting many balls in the air at, at all. Combination of two, a plan over the winter, uh, a steadfast plan coming in spring training, another guy I think that's synced up very well with our hitting coaches. And he's been on a mission uh, from the first day of camp in spring all the way till now about improving himself and being a force in the plate. Do you have a view on a, on a triple-A guy? I'm, I'm asking specifically about Mitch Keller. But let's say you, you don't have much room in your rotation. Um, sometimes we've seen the past guys come up. Um, maybe they think the best way for a guy to learn is to pitch out of the bullpen, um, not giving up on him eventually being a starter, but just to get his feet wet and learn at the major league level. Where do you come down on that? Do you think it depends on the guy? Do you have a philosophy one way or the other, whether you agree or disagree with that? Um, our philosophy, we've been open to bringing guys up and starting them in the bullpen or using them in the bullpen. We've done it. There's names all across the board. Two this year in Kingham uh, and in Brawl that started out the season. Um, we did it with Glasnow, Trevor, initially, um, first time he came up late. So we're wide open to the thought. Um, and then it does, sometimes it plays out better or not just based on the individual. And it's not that they don't want to, it's just how capable they are of transitioning into the role. Um, some have found it easier to transition in the role than others. Um, and with Mitch... You know, I think those are questions where we're still having ongoing conversations about what's next for him this year and how does that all play out based on his performance levels as well because there's enough things he's doing where you go, aha, and there's enough, enough things still going on where you're going, okay, you know, it, it's not crazy that he's still down there. Um, we are going to come to a point in time, I'm sure, where we want to take a look at him here, though, just because it'll, it'll be time and we'll see what's next and see what's available, whether it's in the rotation because I do believe – our thoughts are still first and foremost with him being a starter. And forgive me for I don't know a better way to ask this or phrase this, but if you put him in the bullpen, how do you kind of work with still keep him, I guess, stretched out in a way to where he can still start if you need him in a spot start? Or is that just? I'll give you a, an answer to backhand your question because I have no desire to answer a question about Mitch Keller in the bullpen because that's not an intent. Yeah. Anybody that you take to the bullpen. You're going to try and find some opportunity when the score gets one way or the other where you either double switch or you flip them once the lineup's turned so you can give them three ups. You're looking for three ups, not two. You're looking for three ups so they can get their pitch count up to 45 or 50. That way you can somewhat hold the volume for a while. For a week to two weeks, you can hold the volume if they've worked up to 90 to 100 pitches. After that, you lose the volume. You can't have them throw three times 45 and then expect them to throw 90. Um... That's, that's kind of how you transition, you look for. Uh, and if there's a time when you get an American League team where you have the DH, then maybe he can pitch four or five innings and really get stretched out. But in the National League game, it's hard, especially if you work your way back in. you got to have a hitter hit for him and move on. So you just got to be thinking ahead and look for those opportunities and move upon them. You guys expecting Richard Rodriguez back tomorrow? Everything's we are. Yeah, we are. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.